Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to another episode of Bucko Booth. My name is Benson Fector, and I'll be the host of the show today. And I was doing some thinking. I feel like we should change the name of the podcast to Saguaro's Booth during the Arizona Fall League. Just kidding. But um, we're going to start off the show talking a little bit about Saguaro's baseball. And suffice it to say, it was a rough week for the team, you know. Um, one in five this week, we lost five straight games before winning uh, winning the game yesterday against the Scottsdale Scorpions, and they play those same Scorpions again today. However, um, obviously, we still have our player awards to get to. So without further ado, let's get to those. So, our player of the week goes to Andy Young of the St. Louis Cardinals organization. This week, he batted 353. He was 6 for 17 with two home runs and five RBIs. Now, I'm not an expert on the Cardinals uh, minor league system, but I do know he plays second base, um, and he's a pretty good second baseman uh, for the future-wise for the Cardinals. Um, He expects maybe to be the successor to Colton Wong, but otherwise, uh, Andy Young has been fantastic for the Saguaros. I'll, I'll, I will say this, though. I really hope he's not fantastic for the Cardinals in the future. Now, our player of the week, the Pirates player of the week, goes to Cole Tucker. A 438 average this week, 7 for 16, and 5 RBIs. Cole Tucker, I believe, is the shortstop of the future, right? So we have Kevin Newman right now, and the point of this show today is to talk about a free agent target uh, to maybe start over Kevin Newman, but if that doesn't happen, Kevin Newman, if nothing else happens, is the shortstop right now, okay? I believe Cole Tucker is going to be the future at that position. Uh, He's better defensively, better bat, um, he's, he's an overall better player. I'm very excited about what Cole Tucker. He was our Pirates player of the week last week and also overall glove of the week. So I really think Cole Tucker has – he just has massive potential, and I'm very excited to see what the future holds for him. Our pitch of the week is Zach Jackson of the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Two picks in one game, no hits, no runs, no walks, four strikeouts. I mean, that's about as good as you can get from uh, Mr. Zach Jackson. And um, our team ERA has not been the prettiest. Uh, if you want to look at our team ERA in the last week, it's 7.45. And just season-wise, it is 7.24. So it's always uh, refreshing when you can get a uh, a good performance from a pitcher with the horrendous pitching that we've been getting. Pirates pitch of the week goes to Blake Wyman. Three innings pitched. One game, he did blow his save in that game. One hit, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts, and a 0.66 whip. I don't know that much about Blake Wyman, I have to be honest. Um, I kind of look up as a little bit of a scouting report about him, but it, what I do know is that he's been pretty successful with the uh, Saguaros uh, this fall. So hopefully he continues that success. Um, I don't expect him to be in the Pirates' bullpen future in 2019, but again, we didn't expect guys like Richard Rodriguez to be in our plans. So you never know, but I do like what I've been seeing out of uh, our Pirates guy, Blake Wyman. Now, our glove of the week goes to uh, 
Cardinals, uh, a member of the Cardinals organization, Tommy Edmond, seven total chances, five assists, two putouts, a double play, and no errors. Um, and we do have, I'm not an expert on the Cardinals minor league organization, but I have a good friend who was going to come on the podcast today uh, to talk about it, but he sent me a little write-up on what uh, Tommy Edmond. So, Tommy Edmond is building off of his incredible performance in the PCL postseason, where he was named co-MVP of the national championship with Randy Arozarena. Tommy's hitting 333 for the Saguaros in just 15 at-bats. He owns three RBIs and a slash line of a 333 average, 400 p.m. and 922 slugging as the AFL season reaches the halfway point. Something that has gone unnoticed about Edmund is his lack of strikeouts and his plethora of walks. In his 15 at-bats, he has struck out just once. To counter this, he has six walks. Doing just as well as Tommy is his fellow Cardinals prospect, Andy Young, who was our player of the week. Young was a mainstay for the Springfield Cardinals, and he's continuing his success in the Arizona Fall League. Andy is slashing for a 371 average, a 686 OVP, and a 1,138 slugging and a 35 at-bats. He's hammered two home runs and owns nine RBIs in this stretch of time. While he has struck out more than Edmund eight times, he has received just as many walks in six. So a big shout-out to uh, my Cardinals minor league baseball expert, uh, Give him a follow on Instagram at Cardinals underscore MILB. We will be utilizing him um, for Cardinals prospects moving forward uh, as we go ahead in the Arizona Fall League. Now, Pirates Cup of the Week, our regular guys just did crap. So I'm giving it to Jeff Hartley, the pitcher. Two total, two total chances, one assist, a put out on 100%. Hopefully, the Saguaros can uh, get back in the uh, win column and then get back to their winning ways. As they've really struggled, but they're only three games back of the uh, Peoria Javelinas uh, for first place in the AFLS. All right, I want to get to the mailbag um, early on the show. We only had one mailbag uh, entry this week, and it is from hmm, it is from Jack Jacobson. He asks, who's your favorite MLB player that's not a pirate, never been a pirate? Oh, Jack, okay. Never has been. That's a good question, you know, because if you know me, I'm a little bit biased. Well, no, I'm not biased. I just love the Pirates, and I I believe that they're the best and everything. And um, so you, for your question, I'm going to have to give it to Ian Happ. Uh, obviously went to uh, attend my high school. Uh, he's a great player for the Cubs. I, I don't like him seeing do well when he's playing the Pirates, but overall – Ian Happ is my favorite MLB player that's not a Pirate, and that's never been a Pirate. So that's our mailbag. Again, uh, for our mailbag, is I post on my Instagram account, at Bucks Dugout, usually Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and you can ask your questions and get them answered right here live on Bucko Booth. So let's get into what I really want to talk about today, and that is Jose Iglesias. So... Could a veteran that was a one-time trade target now become a free agent target for the Pittsburgh Pirates this offseason? As the, as the Boston Red Sox and Los Angeles Dodgers prepare to do battle in Game 4 of the World Series tonight, Major League Baseball keeps getting closer to the start of free agency. When free agency arrives, the Pirates will have no bigger need than shortstop, and a glove-first veteran could be a target of those. 
28-year-old Jose Iglesias made his MLB debut for the Red Sox in 2011 before being traded to the Detroit Tigers in the summer of 2013. The one-time top prospect is a player Neil Huntington had interest in when the Bucs traded Joel Handerhan to the Red Sox in the winter of 2012. But obviously, Huntington was unable to pry him away from the Sox. Throughout his MLB career, Iglesias has struggled offensively, other than 2013 when he posted a 102 WRC+. He has always been a below-average hitter. But his defense has been among the best in baseball at the shortstop position during his time in the majors. During his seven-year MLB career, Iglesias has been responsible for plus 12 defensive runs saved at the shortstop position. He also owns 985 fielding percentage and a 9.9 UCR 150. Last season, despite playing just 125 games after missing most of September due to injury, Iglesias posted a career-best 2.5 F war. His 310 on base percentage, uh, 389 slugging percentage, and a 304 WOBA and WRC plus of 90, while all below league average were his best since 2015. He also continued to be a strong defender with a plus one DRS and a 9.8 ECR 150. As was touched before, the problem with Iglesias is that he brings very little to the table offensively. Iglesias owns a slash line of a 270 average, a 315 OBP, and a 360 slugging in his career to go with a 297 WOBA and a WRC plus of 83. Right or wrong, the Pirates seem committed to giving Kevin Newman an opportunity to prove himself in 2019. That said, they want to add a veteran backup behind Newman, and Iglesias would fit this role perfectly. Adding Iglesias would allow the Bucks to start Newman most games and then go to Iglesias for defense late in close games. When comparing Iglesias to fellow free agent and longtime Pirate Jordy Mercer, he is a slight downgrade offensively due to hitting for less power. Although the two players get on base at a pretty equal rate, combined Iglesias being the superior defender, and he is the better option of the two to mentor Newman. Additionally, if Newman comes out in 2019 and proves to be in over his head, Iglesias is a player that has been a starting shortstop for many years at the MLB level. He'd also be an upgrade over what the team has gotten from Mercer at shortstop the past five seasons. So, I really want the Pirates to go out there and get us Jose Iglesias. All right, so the Pittsburgh Pirates have not a big-time breakout prospect. They may have had one this season at low end. If one goes back over the last few years, the Pittsburgh Pirates have seen their farm system go from one of the tops in baseball to more of a middle-of-the-road organization. The main reason is that the team has seen a lot of their prospects graduate to the big league level. However, another reason is that the team has not had any real big breakout prospects. The Pittsburgh Pirates really have not had one since Gregory Polanco burst onto the scene back in 2012 with the West Virginia Power. Along with Polanco in 2012, infielder Alan Hansen also had a breakout with the Pittsburgh Pirates affiliate West Virginia Power. Well, both teams saw another infield prospect breakout and placed himself inside the Pittsburgh Pirates' top prospects. Shortstop O'Neill Cruz was the team's breakout prospect in 2018. 
The Pittsburgh Pirates received Cruz in a trade during the 2017 season. The team flipped lefty reliever Tony Watson to the Los Angeles Dodgers for two prospects, including Cruz Angel Herman. At the time, it seemed the Pittsburgh Pirates received two lottery tickets for Watson. Herman is a power arm that can reach the upper 90s, but needs a lot of polishing. Cruz was only 18 at the time, stood at six foot six, and had a lot of raw potential. Well, O'Neill Cruz has already made the Tony Watson trade look like a great deal. Cruz broke out this season in a big way and looks like he could be a potential top 100 prospect as soon as next year. Cruz played exclusively at Low A West Virginia for the power. In all, Cruz played in 103 games as he got hurt for the last month of the season. Cruz posted a slash line of a 286 average, a 343 OBP, and a 488 slugging, with 14 home runs and 46 total extra base hits. His two RC plus was well over 134 with a 201 ISO. Also, Cruz dropped his strikeout rate from the previous season. With the Dodgers in most of 2017, Cruz was striking out 29% of the time. This year, Cruz struck out only 22% of the time, while walking about the same amount as the previous year at 7%. This made him go from a middle-ranked prospect to a top-six prospect in the organization. Cruz is now entering his age 20 season and will start at high A Bradenton next season with a chance to make it up to double A. The biggest point of interest in Cruz is how young and projectable he is compared to other 20-year-olds. He is six foot six and has a ton of offensive potential. He showed that this year when he raised his power numbers and his on-base numbers, but still cut down on his swing and misses. Hopefully, Cruz can build on his impactful 2018 season and keep climbing up the prospect charts. Okay, so that's what the Pirates have been missing. They've been missing a breakout prospect, and I think we found one in O'Neill Cruz. When we traded Tony Watson to the Los Angeles Dodgers, it was as if we traded him for nothing. You know, the two lottery tickets, O'Neill Cruz and uh, Angel Herman. We still don't know what we're going to get out of Herman, but O'Neill Cruz is starting to look like he's a steal for Tony Watson. And here's the great thing about the Pittsburgh Pirates organization right now. We can outline this for you. Let's say they go out there and they get Jose Iglesias, right? They get him to mentor Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman is the starting shortstop in 2019. Okay. We sign Iglesias to a one-year deal. He mentors Newman. Newman struggles. Iglesias fills in. At the same time, Cole Tucker will most likely be in AAA. Okay, so Cole Tucker, if this scenario happens, Cole Tucker will be in AAA. Uh, Kevin Newman, who knows, but Jose Iglesias will be the starter. You can expect by September next year, Cole Tucker will be in the major leagues. Okay, and I think Cole Tucker is a real deal. At the same time, O'Neill Cruz should be with Bradenton in 2019. He does have a chance to make it uh, to double-A. So O'Neill Cruz's target next year is double-A. Cole Tucker's target is the major leagues. By 2020, it is realistic to say O'Neill Cruz will be in triple-A and Cole Tucker could be the starting shortstop. 
let's say Cole Tucker struggles, you have O'Neill Cruz, who is starting to look like the real deal. And here's the point that I'm trying to make. The Pirates have a, succe- a succession of shortstop. They have three guys. Three guys that they like a lot that are different agents that are going to come up ETAs of uh, different times. Kevin Newman is already here, and he is looking like he's going to be the shortstop next season. Okay. So, if you Cole Tucker about O'Neill Cruz. We have three golden opportunities with three solid prospects to get this right, to get the shortstop position right long term. I really hope it's Kevin Newman. Because if it's Kevin Newman, then you have guys like Cole Tucker or O'Neill Cruz who you can either develop or you can flip for, you know, pieces that we may need in the future. Maybe a yeah, so and if Cole Tucker busts, and uh, if, if Cole Tucker is the guy, then you could obviously flip O'Neill Cruz. Now, the question, obviously, that many people have is, can O'Neill Cruz actually sustain a shortstop? He's six foot six. So the ob- obvious move from shortstop would be to go to third base. That's where a lot of guys go. Third base right now is locked down by Carl Miranda. The Pirates could choose to bring back Jung Hogan as a platoon option there. But ultimately, Key Brian Hayes is coming up. Um, I I, I, I want to see Key Brian Hayes in September of 2019. But o- O'Neill Cruz, I would think. So if he's going to be in high A next year, could make it double A. Triple A is a 2020. Uh, I'd say 2021 is a reasonable ETA for O'Neill Cruz. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, for an everyday guy, I'd say 2020. So, O'Neill Cruz could be blocked in that spot, too. And, and this is a good problem. Okay, the Pirates' left side of the infield, we have a lot of prospects there and a lot of internal options we can go to. And don't forget, you know, we still have a guy like Jose Ozuna who can mash and pl- he can play third base. So, there are a lot of solid options. And there are going to be guys in the future that we don't know of now, that we really never heard of, that are going to pop up and potentially be good major league players. We could be trades, free agents. You never know. But it's a good problem to have. Now, if we want to talk who has the highest potential at each position, at shortstop, I'm really torn between Cole Tucker and O'Neill Cruz. I'd have to go with Cole Tucker now because he's more proven at the double-A level and he's proven himself in the fall league right now. And O'Neill Cruz can keep this uh, progression going. He, let me rephrase this. O'Neill Cruz has the higher ceiling. I'm just more confident that Cole Tucker will reach his ceiling than I am O'Neill Cruz. If that makes sense. It's a great problem, Neil Huntington has. It's a great problem the Pirates have. Um, and hopefully it just all works out. Again, my dream is we sign Jose Iglesias to a one-year deal. He mentors along Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman becomes a stud, and we can figure out what to do with Cole Tucker and O'Neill Cruz. Ideal scenario. Will that happen? That's why we watch. That's, it, it, it's fun to talk about. It is. And right now, I do want to talk a little bit more about this with Guaros because it's really the only I – mean, we could talk World Series, but I want to talk about baseball – with the Pirates. I mean, technically, there's still Pirates baseball going on. You know, guys like Brian Reynolds, uh, 
Will Craig, Cole Tucker. They're, they're all in the NFL League. And I do want to talk a little bit about what's game? The 21-8 game. And this was back on Thursday. And the Spice Squares, they were the host team for the Pittsburgh Pirates prospects in the Arizona Fall League. The team has had a rough start to their short season, sitting with a record of six wins and nine losses. However, the Pittsburgh Pirates prospects playing for the Saguaros are actually doing relatively well, at least at a plate. It was blown off of the field during their game against the Glendale Desert Doghouse on Thursday. The Glendale Desert Dogs have prospects from the Cleveland Indians, Chicago White Sox, Baltimore Orioles, Los Angeles Dodgers, and New York Yankees. Thursday, they played like some of those teams. The Desert Dogs took down the surprise Saguaros by a score of 21 to 8. The Saguaros at least scored some runs. Obviously, their pitching did not show up. In terms of pitching prospects who are from the Pittsburgh Pirates, surprise only through two of them. The first was Matt Eckelman. Eckelman started and finished the fifth inning. He recorded one strikeout and walked two in his inning of work. However, he did give up two runs, but neither run was earned. Later in the game, relief prospect Jeff Hartlieb came in for the seventh and eighth inning. The righty gave up two earned runs across the two innings. Also, he gave up six. Did not walk anyone. Both Hartlieb and Eckelman's earned run averages are very high, with Hartlieb at 5.0 and Eckelman at 11.25. On the offensive side of things, the Pittsburgh Pirates were represented by three different players in the lineup. Brian Reynolds got the start in left field and batted fourth. Cole Tucker started at shortstop and batted sixth. Will Craig was inserted as the designated hitter. Reynolds struggled the most out of the three hitters, who went 0 for 3 with two walks. Let me see what his average, because I know as of Thursday it was at 120. Hold on. His average now sits at 120 on the season. Cole Tucker had a much better game. The top shortstop prospect collected two more hits and five at-bats. He had one run batted in and scored one run as well. Tucker is now batting um, 351. 351 so far. Like Tucker... Craig also picked up two hits and five at-bats yesterday. The Pittsburgh Thursday. Oh, I keep saying yesterday. The Pittsburgh Pirates 2016 first-round pick is now batting. Sorry. He is now batting 262 uh, for his season. All in all, Tucker and Craig continue their strong airs in the fall leagues. Tucker really is impressing at the highest level of prospect ball. He will be climbing up prospect charts if he continues to perform this fall. Meanwhile, Craig is just showing consistency and is following up a strong 2018 season with a good fall. Let me break down what the Arizona Fall League is for you. It's where all the top prospects in baseball go to play. It's where they come. In all of baseball, they compete against each other. And it's almost like, what is MLB going to look like in two years, three years? On the surprise Saguaros, the best player on the team, the best prospect is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., clearly. I have Cole Tucker as number two. Nick Heath at three. Guys, it's Andy Young. I have Will Craig as the sixth best player on the team. Uh, you get guys like Julio Paulo Martinez, Lane Thomas, Khalil Lee, and then I have Brian Reynolds. Cole Tucker is elite. Okay? And that just shows how good O'Neill Cruz is. 
just getting back to that subject. Cole Tucker, there's just a litany of good shortstops in baseball. And I truthfully believe Cole Tucker is that next stud shortstop. He is that next guy. Okay? Cole Tucker so far, let me just pull up his notes real quick. For the Arizona Fall League, 351 average, a 435 OP, and a 459 slugging. He has nine RPIs. He has 13 hits, two doubles, a triple, and 10 singles. He showed up. He's played well. He's the second best. He would be the best if there wasn't that stud, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's undoubtedly the top prospect in baseball. Cole Tucker is neck and neck with him. He is right behind him. I mean, Cole Tucker's on the level of prospects like Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Bo Bichette, um, Brennan Rogers. He is on that same level. He may not be recognized in all the national polls yet, but I guarantee you, he continues this up, and he moves this into AAA next season. There's going to be some pressure to call up Cole Tucker. He is a stud. Okay. <laughs> Do not forget his name. We will obviously continue to keep giving you updates on how he's doing on the show. But he, he's really starting to excite. And Will Craig, too. I'm sorry that I don't have all these numbers in front of me. I don't know how to do this. But Will Craig, I just want to see what his final numbers were with AA last year. Uh, one sec. Yeah, he's first round pick. Will Craig. 20 home runs, 102 RBIs. That's going to play. And the thing is, we have Josh Bell blocking, but I, I do want to mention this, in all fairness. I believe Josh Bell is the best player in the Pittsburgh Pirates last season, but obviously his power sort of disappeared. Is that Jeff Branson's fault? Is that Josh Bell's fault? 2019 year is a pivotal year for Josh Bell. Because Will Craig is mashing. It is not to say that Will Craig could be the first baseman. Bell can't get his stuff back yet. You know, I thought the first baseman spot was locked down for the future, but there is some uncertainty there. And 2019 is a big year for the third-year first baseman. If he can get back to his rookie form, hands down, he's going to be He's going to be the guy. Then we can look to flip Will Craig. You know, I, I think the guys that we can probably look to flip are guys like Will Craig, O'Neill Cruz, and you can get solid major league talent for these guys. You know, come trade deadline next year, we're, we're right in the thick of things. Perfectly comfortable with lining up O'Neill Cruz. I feel perfectly comfortable with lining up Will Craig. And maybe even Brian Reynolds, I want to talk about him just for a second. He was really the centerpiece back in January. He was the centerpiece of the Andrew McCutcheon trade. He was the reason why we made the trade. I love Kyle Crick, and he sort of turned into the mainstay. But Brian Reynolds, he, he's going to have to play a significant role at some point. Because if the Pirates do not extend Corey Dixon, he is up after this season. I believe Charlie Marte is up after this season, too. We do have plenty of outfield prospects, you know, guys like Brian Reynolds. Uh, Jordan Lupo's not really a prospect anymore. Uh, Jason Martin, Travis Swaggerty. There are in-house options there. So Brian Reynolds is going to 
he, he's struggled so far, but you never know. And that's why Cole Tucker's so special. He is excelling. Excelling at the highest level of prospect baseball there is. The future is looking bright for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I just can't wait uh, for the season. So, again, the Saguars, they on the Godfield Scorpions at 3.35 p.m. today. Uh, looking to uh, inch back 500, and uh, hopefully by the next time we're on the show, we'll be back in first place. Uh, looking forward to maybe winning an AFL championship. I've had an awesome time with you guys on the show, and I just want to give a little bit of a spoiler hint. Something big is going to be announced before the next episode. Okay, so make sure you are following Buck's Dugout. Make sure you are following Pirate Song. A big announcement is going to drop. I'm not telling you when. I'm not telling you what it is. But it's going to be big. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be revolutionary. All right, that's, that's you guys' teaser. But by next time, I'll have more for you on that. And it's going to be some very exciting stuff that we have going on here at Bucko Booth. All right, my name is Benson Fector. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you in the next Saturday, probably the same time, yeah, noon. Um, until then, have a great week. Uh, I guess cause I, I always say everything. Let's go, Bucks! I always say let's go, Saguaros. I'll, I'll say both. Let's go, Saguaros! And as always, let's go, Bucks! See you all next Saturday. Till then, have a great week. I know it's raining in Pittsburgh, so stay safe. Um, love y'all. See you next week.